0: Welcome to Music and Motivation. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us live here on YouTube and Facebook. It is very much appreciated. My name is Trent Bray from Hustle Energy, but today is all about Maxwell Ivy, more commonly known as the blind blogger. I had the privilege a, a few months back to interview Max on my podcast and This is someone I knew very little about uh, prior to the interview, but was quickly enthralled as he spoke. Um, Max has these crazy stories of traveling to New York City by himself, starting a carnival equipment sales company uh, that had nothing going for it, really, other than his reputation. And, you know, he wrote books. Got speaking engagements on stages, uh, but this is really only a small part of who Max is. He has a built-in excuse of being blind that he does not use as a crutch. He even started a podcast called What's Your Excuse? And it is helping people realize that they can accomplish whatever they put their mind to if they put in the work and the effort. Now, while speaking with Max, he shared with me one of his fears and one of his dreams. <clears throat> his fear was singing in public, which as you hear him today, he should have no fear with that. Uh, but he wanted to lean into that fear. He wanted to overcome it. And so he then he shared with me his dream and his dream was to create a show around the things that he's learned in his life to help others. So he asked for help in creating a web-based show around music mixed with motivational messages. And that's what brings you here today. Over the past couple of months, Max has been patient while we've tried to put this together and he hasn't backed out of it yet, which, you know, it's more than I can say if you stuck me in front of my fear of, you know, jumping out of a plane into a pit of snakes. Uh, But he is tackling this fear head on and providing an example we should all replicate in the process. Now, as we go through this event today, feel free to leave your questions and comments uh below and we will get to them at the end do a question and answer session at the end but i want to thank you max for sharing your talents sharing your messages with us all uh but with that i'm gonna leave this to you and we will see you after for the q a all
1: right trent uh thank you for that wonderful introduction and Thanks for also uh, being willing to be part of this, uh, this adventure, this experience, uh, this challenge that um, is really the culmination of three years of thinking and talking about it, but it goes back much farther than that. It goes back to when I was uh, entering junior high school and starting to lose more of my vision. And also at the same time, my voice starting to change uh, since I was having less ability to see people on the screen. Uh, I somehow got it into my head that a lot of people who sang on television and other places, they didn't move their mouths at all or as much. And so I tried to sing that way and it didn't come out right. It didn't work out right. Instead of helping me understand why it was that it was wrong, you know, people just laughed at me. And then of course, as my voice started to change, uh, I went from an alto to a tenor, and at one point, the, uh, the choir that I was a member of, I was actually encouraged not to sing at a competition and to just uh, pretend like I was singing the words because they felt that other members of the choir felt that we had a better better chance of winning that way. Win. So um, really uh, stuck with me over the years. And uh, it's one of those things that's hard to get out of your head once you get it in there. Uh, but thankfully, i have gotten to the point where you know i now sing more often on my podcast when i give public talks and especially today and i'm going to share a little bit more about that um that progression as far as my singing as it applies to my website and my podcast because it's part of one of the messages i want to give to you today and i'm going to do that after i sing my first song so uh i do appreciate uh, everybody that's here to help me take this next step in my journey and to, to face a, another fear and to, you know, to have another adventure, even though this one doesn't require me to leave the house. Uh, you know a dream is like a river ever-changing as it flows. And a dreamer's just a vessel that must follow where he goes. Trying to learn from what's behind and never knowing what's in store. Makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the shore. And I will sail my vessel too many times we stand aside and let the water slip away. Till what we put off to tomorrow has fine we come today. So don't stand upon the shoreline and say you're satisfied. Choose to chance the rapids and dare to dance the tide. And I will sail my vessel till the river runs dry like a bird upon the wind. These waters are my sky. I'll never reach my destination if I never try. So I will sail my vessel until the river runs dry. And there's bound to be rough waters, and I know I'll take some falls. But with the good Lord as my captain, I can make it through them all. my vessel until the river runs dry until the river runs dry you know that song and just continuing to sing reminds me of a message i wasn't going to share with you today but i think it's a good fit because before we started me and uh trent were worried about technical issues and uh, recently while speaking at podfest i decided to try my hand at karaoke and i didn't do so well because i didn't have anybody to tell me when the words were on the screen so i could stay in sync with the music and the first verse was horrible the second verse was pretty good i was in really good sync by the end of the third verse and people applauded and it reminded me that as long as you keep singing good things can happen and i sing the river because It's a perfect example of my life and the many places I've gone between where I started out in the carnival business to where I'm at now. And so i just want you to think about this for a minute. Imagine being where you want to be doing what you want to do with the people that you want to have around you. In 2003, I was traveling the country mostly in Texas with my family's carnival, working with my dad, my mom, my brothers, helping to build a business and in 2003 my dad passed away to lung cancer we tried to keep the show going for a few years and were successful for a little while but after three years and um, missing some insurance payments we finally realized we weren't capable of keeping it going on our own so we joined forces with my uncle albert's carnival Uh, once that happened i could see that there really wasn't going to be a place for me and my games on his midway And so I started thinking about what am I going to do next? And at that time, I felt like, well, the only thing I know how to do is to help people sell used rides. So I started a website called the Midway Marketplace to help broker amusement equipment. And so I want you all to think about this. Um, I did this in 2007 before WordPress, before Wi-Fi, before Facebook with no money, no skills, no talent, no experience. And somehow I managed to make it work. And it, I was able to do that because I applied the same things that I had learned over the years in the carnival business, which was there are always solutions out there. You just have to be willing to look for them. And then once you find them, you have to be willing to implement them, no matter how distasteful they may seem. Uh, one of my favorite memories with my dad is us having to go back after some rides we left behind, uh, being in the process of tearing them down, uh, having to reach above our heads to load the equipment onto the trailer. And every time I reached up, my pants fell down. Uh, we, we, I'd get my pants situated again and we'd go to lift again, they'd fall down again. And finally I told my dad, I said, you know, I don't care if there's people watching or not, let's just get this thing loaded, hook it up to the truck and you can buy me a belt or suspenders on the way home. And that's, you know, one of many experiences over the years that taught me this lesson, that there are solutions out there. You just have to be willing to find them and willing to use them. And that's really how I got online because in 2007, uh, I was a blind computer user. And at that time, there really wasn't a, uh, there wasn't WordPress or GoDaddy or any of these other things that, you know, basically you can do it yourself easily. I had to teach myself how to hand code HTML. And I did that by first asking other webmasters how somebody like me would build a website. And they told me that I should go to the W3C.org schools and learn, use their tutorials and go one step at a time, which is what I did. I uh, went, to the, went to those online things and I learned how to create my page. I learned how to create links, embed photos, uh, create an email link. So people, when they clicked on it, they could send me an email. And I was doing really good until I got to the point where I had to pick my colors. And uh, not knowing what the colors would look like, I just decided to go by their names. So I picked yellow for the background, blue for the text, red for the previously, excuse me, red for link text, and orange for previously clicked links. I would later find out that the yellow was ice creaming yellow, the blue was a dark navy, the red was a, a dark brick. And the orange was a fluorescent orange, like something you'd see on the side of a honky tonk. Uh, I've been told more than once over the years that those that that first website was so bright that Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder could have had an argument over it. Uh, but it was a, a way to get my website online. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't anywhere close. Uh, I Obviously, anybody else could have done it better than I did it. But it was a solution. It was, this is what I need to do. I need to have a place where people can look at pictures of the rides and games that I want to sell. Uh, They can make a phone call or send an email and hopefully get people together. And as a result of focusing on attracting new clients and selling the equipment, I sold hundreds of thousands of dollars of rides on five continents over the years. Most of the time having a website that a lot of people might've been ashamed to show to their friends. It happened because I focused on what I could do on uh, doing the things that I was capable of at the time and really not paying attention too much to the things I couldn't control. Uh, And I really love sharing that story one, because it usually makes people laugh and I enjoy making people laugh, but two, because it's a reminder that if when we focus on the wrong things, we can hold ourselves back. And this whole idea of perfectionism versus just good enough, is one that so many people struggle with. That's one one of the main reasons why I love talking to groups about facing fears and launching a podcast, or facing fears and launching a blog, or publishing a book, or whatever that uh, creative goal is that somebody has. Uh, so I I built my first website and was uh, continuing to work on the website, but. You know, I'm one of these people I'm always wanting to improve. So eventually I got it in my head that I wanted to record videos and I got the camera. uh, I got it set up to record. I sat down to record and then realized that I didn't have an intro or an outro and didn't know how to make one. So I thought, what is there I can do that I have right here handy that will uh, allow me to get my videos because I didn't call them a podcast yet? allow me to get my videos on the internet. And I thought, well, I always liked to sing, even though over the years I stopped singing because people made fun of it, but maybe I could just sing on the intro. So I did the first few bars of Christmas Carol by Nat King Cole, which it was almost the end of the year. And I'd given myself a goal of having the video out by the 1st of January. And I recorded that as my intro uh, i I talked about a, I think it was a sky coaster that was for sale on the website, posted it to YouTube and people said they enjoyed the singing. They asked me to do more of it. It eventually led to me recording full length videos of me singing for other people. And as I've gone along, I've sung, uh, for podcast hosts that, uh, realized how much I love to sing, thankfully, because it says so on my profile. Um, and also at public talks. And thankfully, uh, due to a friend, Azuka Zook, who saw me sing after DreamCon in Philadelphia, my first public speaking event, it's become something I do more and more to the point where here we are today. And, uh, you know, I'm still nervous about doing this. I still don't know what the response is going to be to the music part of this or the talking. Um, I know that back when I used to pay more attention to my YouTube numbers, my music would get more listens than my talks. So uh, I sometimes wonder if maybe I should even sing more. And hopefully y'all will tell me a little bit about that later when we do the question and answer. Um, So those are a couple of examples of where I decided to find solutions instead of making excuses and the solutions showed up and Sometimes there were solutions born out of my own ingenuity or creativity. Sometimes it was the help of other people. But solutions are all around us. Uh, Finding a way through to whatever your big goal or your big dream is, is possible. But first you have to decide. Then you have to really look until you find something that might work. And then you have to be willing to try it no matter how silly or stupid or inept It will make you look. Um, You have to be willing to be embarrassed in order to accomplish your goal. And I sometimes wonder how many people are just like, there's this long list of stuff I'm just not going to do to get to that next place I want to go to. Whereas, you know, I spent 15 years helping drag a carnival around the country. There's not a lot I didn't do or wouldn't have done to get that carnival to the next town. And it's one of those things that's, that's gotten into me and it's become a big part of me and it can become a part of you if you, uh, if you practice finding solutions and practice implementing the solutions. And the one thing I just like to remind people is, is that the world is not the Olympics, there are no style points. They're not going to award you style points. So stop trying to win them. In fact. You know, most of us learn better from our mistakes, from our failures, from our setbacks. And so I'm hoping that many more of you will get past the perfectionism that's keeping you from taking that next step from launching your pod, your podcast, your blog, publishing your book, or more importantly, telling other people that you've done it. Um, One of the solutions that I found recently was in the area of being an author. A lot of times when you tell somebody in person you're an author, you get that response like, oh, heck, not another one of these yahoos. But I found that if I started carrying copies of my books around with me and I tell somebody I'm an author and they go, oh, yeah, you're an author. And I go, "Uh, yeah, you know, here's one of the books I've written. It totally changes the whole conversation and no i didn't put the book up there to sell one although the next time i do this maybe i'll think about that but the point is is that uh i got tired of and i'm sure a lot of you have gotten tired of just the reaction you get when you say you're a creative entrepreneur so if you're a if you're a musician maybe carry a couple of your cds around with you um all right i'm I think I've covered this topic as much as I want to for now. Um, when we did the practice run earlier in the week, I was uh, it was gently told to me that I tend to, I tend to talk more than I need to. So um, if y'all have questions, we can talk about this more after the thing is over with. So um, this next topic, I'm going to talk about asking for help and accepting help when offered. And I'm going to sing a song called Daddy Frank that my dad used to sing, although I don't think I ever heard him sing every part of the song. Daddy Frank played the guitar and the French harp. Sister played the ringing tambourine. Mama couldn't hear our pretty music. She read our lips and helped the family sing. That little band was all part of living and our only means of living at the time. And it wasn't like no normal family combo. Cause Daddy Frank, the guitar man, was blind. Frank and Mama counted on each other. Their one and only weakness made them strong. Yeah, Mama did the driving for the family. And Frank made a living with a song. Home was just a camp along the highway. A pickup bed was where we bedded down. Don't ever once remember going hungry, but I remember mama cooking on the ground. Daddy Frank played the guitar in the French harp. Sister played the ringing tambourine. Mama couldn't hear our pretty music. She read our lips and helped the family sing. That little band was all part of living and our only means of living at the time. And it wasn't like no normal family combo because Daddy Frank, the guitar man, was blind. Don't recall just how they got acquainted. Don't recall just how they came to be. It must have took some special help from someone. And blessed be the one who let it be. Fever caused my mama's loss of hearing. Daddy Frank was born without his sight. And mama needed someone she could lean on. And I believe the guitar man was right. And Daddy Frank played the guitar and the French harp. Sister played the ringing tambourine. Mama couldn't hear our pretty music. She read our lips and helped the family sing. That little band was all part of living and our only means of living at the time. And it wasn't like no normal family combo because Daddy Frank, the guitar man, was blind. It's kind of a extreme example, but it makes the point pretty clearly that it's all about having people to help us accomplish our goals, support our families, uh, allow us to enjoy our lives. And for those people who do already know me, y'all know that I'm famous for a couple of sayings. One of them is, if you don't ask, they can't say yes. And that's a saying I learned from my dad, so it's kind of appropriate I'm singing one of his favorite songs. And that actually goes back to when we would do the bookings for the family's carnival. Um, We didn't have as much Equipment as our competitors did and Texas is one of us those, those states where everybody wants it bigger and better and faster brighter and scarier so uh, We routinely competed against people who had two or three times as many rides and most everything uh, newer and better than ours and Whenever I get frustrated with having to make one cold call after another my dad would just go Hey max if you don't ask they can't say yes now be quiet and make the next call so uh, that's what we would do. Uh, and I wouldn't even hazard to guess how many calls I made and then later how many emails I sent just trying to get 40 weeks a year of events that were, you know, good enough. So we didn't go in the hole between this week and next week, but it taught me, you know, that if we ask, uh, they can say yes. And it's sure it takes courage. Uh, it takes a, uh, It takes really the the fact of just not being afraid of the word no. But this was like a continuation of my education in the area of asking for things. Because one of the other things that I've learned over the years is that while I grew up knowing that I would eventually lose most, if not all, of my vision, and I was taught to never be afraid to ask for help, that if you don't ask for help, that you'll make it harder on yourself that uh, it'll take you longer to do things. There'll be some things you won't even be able to do by yourself, so you you really need to ask. And the most important thing they always would say is, is lots of people want to help you, so you really do need to ask. And that's an important thing that I'm doing my best to try to teach the sighted world about, and that is is that there really shouldn't be any fear or shame about asking for help or about asking for opportunities. Uh, That both are, are similar in a lot of ways. Uh, But the one thing I've learned that really helps people as far as overcoming that fear, the shame of asking people for help is this expression, which is when you refuse to ask, you rob the other person of the joy they would have received from helping you. And I'm going to say that again, because quite often podcast hosts have asked me to repeat it. When you refuse to ask, you rob the other person of the joy they would have received from helping you. So, in fact, you're making somebody else's day harder and less joyful by trying to keep it all to yourself and do it all by yourself. Uh, Just think about how often you've done something for somebody else and that person, all they could do for you was to say, thank you. How good did it it make you feel? Uh, And I know me personally, I have uh, really enjoyed the feeling of doing small things like, like bagging up garbage or filling ice trays or distracting the dog while somebody else cleans, cleans the room. So, um, but I was asked to give at least one good example of asking for help where it personally worked for me. And really it's in the area of this, of doing this podcast or recording videos. When I wanted to do my first video years ago, not only did I not have an intro, but I had no idea how a blind guy is going to is going to get himself on camera and in focus. So I reached out to a friend of mine, Robin Howard. I said, Hey, Robin, would you get on Skype with me? And back then everybody was on Skype, not Zoom. I said, would you get on Skype with me and help me figure out how to set my laptop so I'll know when I'm in focus and when I'm not. And so she helped me f- figure out what angle to set my laptop screen at sitting reclining and laying all the way down. Although I later found that that's not a good way to record videos for people, but I asked her and she said, yes. And we got on Skype and we did that. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, knowing that you're in focus gives you the confidence to put your podcast or your video out into the world. And so that really did help me quite a bit. Um, now that was a case where I asked openly and you know, a lot of people, they think when I say ask, you know, if you don't ask, you uh, people, if you don't ask, they can't say yes. Um, but people don't realize I'm also talking about, but less less direct ways of asking for things. You know, there's personal prayer, there's meditation, uh, there's law of attraction, where you know you think about it over and over again. This is something you need help with. Uh, in some cases, it can just be that your needs and wants will find their way into uh, your public comments on social media or your conversations with people who know you well, and they will they will, uh, realize that you're asking for help and they'll reach out and offer to help you. Uh, of course, sending emails, making phone calls, filling out submission forms. Uh, those are all more direct ways of asking, but we often ask without knowing we're asking, uh, which brings me to another point on asking for help. That's accepting help when offered. And quite often when that happens, somebody will go, well, I don't need your help. Why are you offering to help me? Uh, I'm doing just fine. Uh, Why don't you go bother somebody who needs your help? It's even more restraint on the ego than when we ask for help. But the truth is you asked. You just didn't realize that you asked. Uh, You didn't realize that you were putting words and thoughts like that out into the world or that people who knew you well would notice them and respond to them and offer to help you. And the important thing, when somebody does offer to help, remember, it took them just as much courage to offer to help you as it took you when you reached out to people and asked them for your help. And when it comes to uh, offering to help, even when somebody offers to help uh, in a very friendly, heartfelt manner, it can still take practice to where you go, yeah, I can really use that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now let's take the next step. And, you know, a couple of great examples of that we have. Uh, you know, we have Trent here, who's probably not going to think he's doing all that big a thing, but you know, he, he offered to help make this happen before he knew that I had even been talking about doing something like this. He could tell from some of my answers during my podcast interview that doing something with music and motivation was a dream of mine. And he, after, after he pressed stop on the record, he asked about it and we talked about it and he offered, and I said, Sure. And in fact, he's all along has been telling me how great an idea this is and how wonderful it's going to be. And I've been telling him, this is crazy, but I appreciate you wanting to help me do it. Um, And quite often, that's the way. People, they notice, they pay attention, some of them do, and they see that you're struggling or that there's something you want to accomplish, and they offer to help. And I've been very blessed in that area. Many, many people have helped me for free. They've Uh, done it on a voluntary basis. They've taken less than they usually charge. They've offered me installments. They've offered to exchange services. It's really all about being open to needing the help and letting people help you. Uh, I often say that if people knew how supportive the blogosphere and the online world was, everybody would have a blog or a podcast, and that's the truth. It's a very encouraging, supportive community to be part of, whether we're talking about the whole World Wide Web for the most part or or say a particular online community. And then the last part about asking for help and accepting help when offered is gratitude. And in that area, gratitude means that when somebody offers to help, you take advantage of their help, you put their suggestions and advice into practice, you take action immediately, uh, you do the work, you show your appreciation by your effort. Uh, and then of course, one of the ways I like to say that I'm thank you, thank you and show gratitude, but it's not required of y'all, is I like to put the word out to the world, hey, um, somebody helped me do this and it really helped me. Um, you know, Lorraine regularly helped me publish my books. Um, Adrian Smith helped me understand that I'm the blind blogger and my story is powerful. So do the work and say thank you by telling the rest of the world just how much you appreciate what they did for you. And um, so that's those are those main points. Uh, Never be afraid to ask, because if you don't ask, they can't say yes. When you refuse to ask, you rob people of their joy. Uh, It takes courage to ask, and it takes courage to offer and always be grateful. And I'm going to sing my third song, and then we're going to talk a little bit about just continuing the journey. Buck up, little buckaroo, don't let the monkeys get to you. Hold on tight and you'll get through. Buck up, little buckaroo. Cheer up, little sunshine girl. There's lots of pain in this old world. Lots of rain falls on you, girl. Cheer up, little sunshine girl. Oh, it's gonna be all right all right i want you to know that you've come a long 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 way and you've still got a long way to go buck up on your bootstraps boys hold your ears here comes the noise watch your posture watch your voice Pull up on your bootstraps, boys. Dot your mind your peas and mind your cues and dot your eyes and pay your dues. Don't forget to shine them shoes. Mind your peas and mind your cues. Oh, it's gonna be all right, all right. I want you to know. That you've come a long, 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 long way, and you've still got a long way to go. You can and shall, and could you would? You coulda, shoulda, if you would. Get it done and do it good. You can and shall, and could you would? Oh need I say I told you so I tell you that so you'll know Take it easy, take it slow Need I say I told you so Oh it's gonna be all right All right I want you to know That you've come a long, 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 long way you've still got a long way to go oh we've come a long 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 way and we've still got a long way to go you know i sing that song for a couple reasons one uh, it was gifted to me by a woman named donna jean foster who i met on the train from philadelphia to new york city in 2018 It don't get much more country than than meeting somebody on a train that sings country music. So, but I love the the end of that song, because it's a reminder that no matter how far we've come, no matter how much we've done, no matter how much we've grown, no matter how much we've struggled, we're never done. We're not intended to be done. You know, we have the ability, the opportunity to continue to grow and challenge ourselves, to find new opportunities and to experience every single one of them. And uh, it's also a reminder that just because you haven't succeeded to the point that you feel like you should have by now, doesn't mean you're an imposter. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It may just mean that you're using somebody else's definition of success. And so like for me, for example, I'm doing this uh, help this thing tonight with the help of, uh, of Trent Bray, uh, somebody I met in the last few weeks. This particular thing I've been working on for three years, or talking about it at least, but I started my first website 13 years ago. Uh, I became the blind blogger six years ago. I started What's Your Excuse four years ago. I've, uh, I started doing podcast interviews eight years ago. I started helping people get booked on podcasts uh, about five years ago. Um, I wrote my first book in 2014, and I just published my fourth book in, what, um, was it July, I think. So at this point, I've accomplished a lot of things, but I'm continuing to to challenge myself and learn and do better at it. And there are days when I think, you know, my I'm personally successful. I'm very satisfied with the work I'm doing. And my piggy bank just ain't caught up to the rest of me yet. But I think wait, one of the reasons why a lot of people get frustrated is because they're using the wrong measure of success. I think strictly of their social media following, uh, strictly of the return on their investment, how much money they're making or not making, how many people are watching their podcast or not watching it. Uh, and one of the ways that I continue to move forward is to treat things as an experience and to try to enjoy and savor them and learn as much as I can from them. And sometimes that means deciding that the way I've been doing it for a while wasn't quite working and maybe I need to do it some other way other different way but it's really just continuing to learn and grow and to appreciate uh, who I am how far I've come and and hopefully how much farther I still have to go but one of the things I think would really help is if we stop and of course I'm not the only person who believes this I'm sure you've heard this before uh, is we compare ourselves to other people who are more successful than us outwardly successful because just because somebody has a big house and a big car doesn't mean they're personally happy on the inside or behind the closed doors. Uh, but we look at people who we think are, are doing more than we are, or that have accomplished more than we have. And this actually was part of my problem. Why it took me two years to accept my role as the blind blogger, somebody who could inspire others by sharing his experiences and lessons and, yes, uh, singing for y'all. Uh, it took two years for me to accept that because I looked at other people, other people who are visually impaired, uh, especially. And I followed the progress of people like Eric, Eric Wehameer, who had climbed the seven summits, including Everest, and just a year or two ago, rafted to Colorado. Uh, like Rachel Skadoris, who has finished the Iditarod a couple of times. Or like, you know, uh, uh, Tom Sullivan. A wonderful musician, entertainer, documentary film film guy. He even had a regular spot on Good Morning America for probably 20 years. And these are people who, you know, at one point I would be like, you know, my story isn't all that special. I haven't done anything yet. I haven't accomplished anything big or crazy yet. And then thankfully, my my friend Adrian Smith, who I like to refer to as my blogging mama, reminded me of, of a few things. One was that, Um, those people are at different points of their journey. Uh, They had different goals than I did, and they had different reasons to accomplish that goal, those goals. Because in my case, all I really wanted to do was to build a website that would help me bring in some money and support the family. Whereas some of these other people, they had a real, a real uh, compulsion to do some of those things that they did. Um, Another thing that, she pointed out to me and that others have senses is that there are a lot more people who dream of starting a blog or a podcast or writing a book or recording an album than dream about climbing Everest or rafting the Colorado. Uh, so, you know, I, that has been a great reminder because it lets me know that every day or every time I put out new content, I'm an example to those people who haven't yet launched their, uh, their creative work out into the world that, you know, as many of y'all have said, if Mike's can do it, then what's my excuse? So it's that's, that's an important, but the most important thing, and it, and it really ties in great with what Trent said during my intro today. Um, Adrian, who I refer to as my blogging mom, I like to make sure I get that in because it's really, it's hundred percent truth. Um, she explained that there are lots of people in the world who don't have a built-in roadblock or excuse. They don't have a physical disability. They don't have a mental disability. They don't have anything other than their own desire uh, to that's stopping them from accomplishing their goals, yet they sleepwalk through their days. They don't show up in life, and they accept the position they're in. Uh, they live in a position that's comfortable, even if um, it's uncomfortable as far as accomplishing their real dreams because it's just what they're used to. And they're, so there are all these people in the world who don't have an excuse. And she's like, Max, you have a perfect excuse. Nobody would say the first thing about you if you decided to you wanted to sit on your couch, collect government assistance, watch TV and eat junk food. Nobody would say nothing about that. But the fact is, you you couldn't live with that. You know, you you've decided to show up every day or most every day and do what you can to get closer to your goals and to encourage others to do the same. So when it comes to those days when you feel frustrated, when it's like, I've been doing everything right and I'm still not anywhere close to my goal, then think about what was your goal? Has your goal changed? Was it ever really your goal to start with or was it your friend's goal, your neighbor's goal? Was it a family member? Um, did you see the Kardashians or one of the other online influencers and think I, I should be one of those? You know, what was your goal? If it isn't truly who you are and what you're about and where you want to go, the kind of thing you want to be remembered for in your life, then you get to change it. You get to decide you can go for some other different goal. If the goal really is your goal, then it's time to adjust what you think about as far as success. Are you using your measure or somebody else's? And a good example of that is my first book. When I published Leading You Out of the Darkness Into the Light, all I wanted to do was to get it published. I just wanted to get it out in the world, and hopefully it would would encourage at least one person to take action. And, man, were those goals exceeded. And now as I've published more, uh, my goals have gotten bigger to where this next time I want to have a bestseller. Uh, It did not happen with my fourth book. But it did happen with a book I contributed to called uh, My Defining Moments Stories of Survival. So that was cool. I am now a best selling author because uh, I reached out to somebody. I asked them about including my story in a book of other people's stories, and it happened. So is it your goal? Are you using your measure of success, other people's success? And are you enjoying it? Because We can always find enjoyment in what we're doing, even if we aren't getting paid for it. Um, So I record my podcast because I enjoy having conversations. I go on other people's podcasts because I enjoy sharing my story and encouraging other people. So I encourage you to find the joy in what you're doing. If you've lost it, then sit down and take some time to, to remind yourself, why was it you started doing this thing? Why did this become a goal for you in your life in the first place? And if you need some help getting back to the beginning, back to why you started this journey, then reach out to me and we'll talk about it. Um, well, that's the end of my third message. Uh, I hope that y'all have enjoyed this and I'm looking forward to seeing some of the comments and questions later. And, We will see. I'm very, very hopeful that eventually this is going to become a regular thing that I'll do either online or in person or both. But even that is something I had to learn from Trent. You know, I was like, let's just do this and get it over with and say that I did it so that I can quit talking about it and quit having people go, well, Max, when are you going to do that? And just finally do it. And I think I told a few of y'all earlier in the month that Sometimes just doing it so that you can say that you completed a big, scary, difficult uh, achievement is value, you know, is reward enough. So we've done that. But I'm going to see what y'all think, where we need to take this in the future, how we can improve it. Um, And thank you so much for showing up, for encouraging me, for those of y'all that have helped share on social media. uh, For those of you who have been in the background over the last few years telling me that, I need to sing more. I need to be scared less. And I need to just do things like this. So thank you thank to all those people. And thank you to Trent.
0: Well, thank you, Max. Uh, you know, I appreciate you, you know, sharing everything and you know believing in yourself enough to put this out there and Um, you know, I'm excited that, you know, we had some people join us, uh, (laughs) for this, but one thing that I wanted to go through that, you know, we did this trial run last week, uh, with some people and there were honestly a lot of questions that I really liked in that, uh, trial run. So I wanted to go through a few of those with you again, just so people watching now can hear all right, all right, uh, some cool. of those questions I, that I, I really that's a,
1: that's a great idea that you had um, and I'm glad you uh, had the good sense to, sh- to save uh, some of those questions from last week
0: Yeah So the first question that we had uh, was what inspires you yeah. to inspire and I, people? I
1: think that the answer is still the same. It's a It's a sense of obligation. It's you know i mentioned during the talk that it took me over 2 years to accept my role as somebody who can inspire others but once i've accepted that that's my role that i can do it and that in fact there are some people who will, who will be inspired by me in a way that they won't be from from anybody else they listen to or 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 connect with that it's like i have a if i don't show up then i'm going to let these people down who have been encouraged by me who have thought, well, if Mike's can do it, then I can do it. So that's the biggest thing that inspires me. Um, but there's something that's kind of like a, a part two of that question, and that is is that uh, inspiration is great. You know, I love the fact that I, f- I feel compelled to continue to, to, to create content, continue to put myself out there. Um, but the other thing that, that happens here is is for me is curiosity because uh, a lot of times really um, there are things that I've done just because I had never done them before or experiences that I had that I found more pleasure in than I think the average person would because I just appreciated that, you know, this is the first time I'm going to do something and really enjoyed those experiences. And and it's been things as simple as uh, eating ice cream on a cone instead of from a bowl on a hot summer day, which as the kid who always got yelled at for being messy, that was one of those things that I never did, but I did it last uh, in 2017 to, uh, you know, doing this thing tonight or, you know, traveling cross country with not a lot of money in my pockets to, uh, to go see the sites in New York and then uh, later on to go do public speaking. So, you know, curiosity, um, maybe a little bit of boredom some of the time and really just feeling an obligation to the people who follow me that I got to show up to, so that they don't have an excuse to stop showing up.
0: Well, I like that. Uh, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes boredom can inspire those things. So <laughs> I like that. That was part of, part of I the hope answer. people don't take
1: that the wrong way, but I mean, you know, it's, it's easy. You know, I find that one of the hardest things to do, is to is to get that list of things that we know we need to be doing and do them every day. You know those are hard. Um, in my book, it's not the cookie, it's the bag. I talk about why food diaries don't work all the time, and the reason they don't work, and reason a lot of a lot of diets don't work, as you know, um, is because we balk at the idea of doing things the same way from now on. You know, and it's that way with with running a business or. Uh, doing a blog or a podcast. Once you start, you know, you're going to have to continually put out the effort and there are going to be some, some parts of those uh, those accomplishments are going to be things you don't enjoy doing. So it's hard doing the same thing every day, even if you know that's what you need to do to be successful. It's a lot more fun sometimes to go, I don't want to write another blog post. Um, maybe I can, what, what can I do I haven't done before? You know, and, and I hope I hope people don't take that the wrong way, but that has been the case a few times.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. Um, so another question that we had was... Um, do you think people usually find excuses for not following their dream? Um,
1: I think sometimes they find the excuses, and I think sometimes people in their lives find the excuses for them. Um, but I don't think that their that their excuse is just not for following their dream. I think the excuse has to apply with a particular part of 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 accomplishing the goal or finding of following that dream. I think that you know they get to a certain point where. They've done the really easy stuff and the somewhat easy stuff, and then they get to the stuff that's a little bit harder, that's going to take a bit longer to accomplish, that's part of their overall goal. And then, yeah, we start making excuses. And, you know, me, one of the things I like to make sure people understand is that I have had times where I've made excuses. And in fact, one of my biggest excuses had to do with my podcast and the, the idea that I was not. I was not enjoying uploading the audio, and I decided for two years to just upload the video because that was easy. I could put the video on Facebook and YouTube pretty quickly and be done with it. But then I attended a conference uh, where I was there to present visually impaired people on uh, style and grooming and soft skills like interview skills and tying a tie. And after a week of being around these amazing teenagers and college-age kids who are, you know, studying and planning to study things like aerospace engineering. I was like, you know, Max, you've been making an excuse, and it's time you go home and do something about that excuse. So, you know, then in July of last year, I I found out about blubbery, blueberry, or however they say it, and I got my podcast back online again, and uh, I think we're just, I'm just over a couple of thousand downloads since July 1st of last year. You know, sometimes we do make excuses and sometimes those excuses are valid for a time. But if you're going to let yourself off the hook like I did, every so often you've got to look at it again. You've got to go, is this really something I can't do or is this really just something I don't enjoy doing or something that's distasteful to do? And, you know, every so often you'll get to that point where, you know, here's something I've been saying I can't do, but I'm tired of saying I can't do that.
0: Yeah, it gets to that point sometimes where you just get you know, tired of hearing those excuses in your head over and over again. And uh, you know what? You got to do something about it to change it. Yep. And,
1: yeah,
0: so and the other thing is you
1: get tired of your friends and family calling you out on it. Because whenever you don't do something you've set out to do, people who didn't think you could do it anyway, they will be real quick to remind you, you know, that, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're giving, you're allowing yourself to have these excuse, excuses that are keeping you from your goal. And uh, oh, by the way, I want to thank uh, Lee Silverstein and Mike Gross, who are a couple of the people over the last year who really, uh, who really challenged me on the whole idea of finally doing this music and motivation thing. And um, I still haven't done it in person, and I st- still don't know if, if and when that will actually happen. But, you know, like I say, if, if you if you have if you give yourself those excuses enough times, not only will it start to bother you, but some of your community will start calling you out over it. Um, and I, actually, I have I've had a good laugh several times in the last year because somebody will, will be suggesting I do something that I don't really want to do. And they'll go. But Max, you're the what's your excuse guy. You're the no excuses guy. I didn't think anything stopped you. And I'm like, "Yeah, it may not stop me, but that doesn't mean I can't stop myself. You know and uh, I shared it with you. There are several things I have no interest in doing no matter how much people make f- people challenge me on them. And, you know, I have no interest in skydiving or rock climbing or swimming with sharks or any of that sort of crazy stuff. I'm happy being the crazy blogger who travels cross country with, you know, without, without, a huge ba- without a huge amount of money in the checking account.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely not the type of person that uh is planning to take on some of those challenges either. Of uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of the top of the hour, uh I'm not gonna be jumping out of a plane into a pit of snakes anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but I loved uh, I loved it. I I told a podcaster a while back, I said, I said, Yeah, I'm not wanting to swim with sharks. He said, Don't worry, Max, we'll just tell you we're taking you to swim with the dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of yep. got me thinking you know uh, and that kind of reminds me of something that i i think i said to you a lot of times we we give ourselves problems because of the language we use when we talk about something and for example i i mentioned that when i recorded my first video i didn't think of it as a podcast i just was recording a video so i could sell a ride and you know my good friend chip edwards he's a great speaker but if you talk to him about it he'll tell you that he's a teacher that, that as long as he re- as long as he goes in to teach a lesson, he's fine, but he doesn't consider himself a public speaker. And I've talked to a lot of, of podcasters and uh, vloggers. That's V for video vloggers over the last couple of years who were like the same thing. You know, they, they got started because they didn't use the big kids' words that scared them or overwhelmed them.
0: Yeah, sometimes that's just what it takes is changing the verbiage around it. And you know what? You you can wrap your head around some of those things. Yep. Um, so another question that we had is where should people start if they have a dream they haven't tried to pursue yet?
1: Right. Well, first off, we should always start small somebody recently posed a question about how I would do it if I were going to jump off of a cliff. And I told him, I said, I would start with a really a cliff that's really low to the ground. Um, But the other thing I like to explain to people is my four questions method for accomplishing a big goal, because the real thing about a big goal is, is, is the starting it's, it's getting moving towards it, but it's also not overwhelming yourself with uh, everything that it'll take for you to get from here to there. So I encourage people to identify what their goal is and to be really specific about it and make sure it's their goal. And then break then make a list of everything they can think of that they will have to know, own, learn how to do, et cetera. And uh, because it's at this time, because there are going to be things you find out after you start that you need that you that you won't know about until after you've actually begun the process. And then take each one of those pieces and ask yourself, can I do this? And if you can do it, you take action towards it immediately. Uh, you don't talk about it or think about it or ask somebody else's opinion. You just go ahead and do it. Um, if you can't do it, then can you learn how to do it? And so if you think you can learn how to do it, then you sign up for the course. You start following the podcast. You reach out to a mentor. Um you put yourself in a position where you can where you can learn the skill, uh, or uh, talent that you will need to get to that next stage on the uh, journey towards your goal. Uh, then the question is, if you if you can't do it and you can't learn how to do it, can you get somebody to do it for you? And of course, that goes back to our talking about asking for help. And can you uh, you know so it can be. Uh, sending email, making a phone call. It can be hiring somebody. It can be getting a friend or family member to do it. It can be uh, college interns, high school students, whatever. So if you can find somebody that you can get to do it for you, then you ask them to do it. You tell them how to do it and you get them started right away. And then the fourth step, and this is the fourth question of my four questions method, which one of these days is going to be a TED talk. Y'all write that down somewhere, um, is if you can't do it, and you can't learn how to do it and you can't farm it out to somebody else, put it off to the side and ignore it and spend your time and energy focusing on the things that you can actually do something about. And the great thing about step four or question four is as you go along, your person you personally are going to grow and improve. You're going to find more things that you can do or that you can move into those other columns. As you go, you'll have fewer and fewer things that you can that you have to leave, leave alone. Um And but, you know, the great thing is, is there's nothing wrong with having those things that you can't do anything about. Um, There really is so little in our lives that we have complete control over. And I think that's one of those lessons I've learned from being visually impaired. Actually, it's easier for me to understand it than it is for a lot of people, because we want to do so many things from our own strength. So can you do it? Do it. If you can't do it, can you learn how? If you can't do it or learn how, can you get somebody else to do it? If you can't do it, learn it or farm it out, then just ignore it and focus on the things you can do something about. That's what I advise people to do. That's what's in my first book, Leading You Out of the Darkness, Into the Light. If y'all are watching us now and you want a copy of the book, um, send Trent a message and we'll get that taken care of for you, either the audio or the ebook. Uh, because I do truly want to see more people accomplish their goals.
0: That's great. Yes, you do. You are definitely about, you know, helping people accomplish those things uh, through your podcast, through your books, through your uh, podcast appearances on other people's podcasts. Um, And then we had just uh, we had one more question of do you believe everybody can overcome difficulties no matter how big they are?
1: Right. And I think this is one of those things. I think that most everybody is capable but the real question comes down. It, the the other side of that question, though, is as I don't, as I know that not everybody is willing or truly able, um, and a lot of that just has to do with the way we're raised, uh, the people we're around, the communities we come from. Uh, it's I'm I'm not the only person that it confounds the heck out of that. You can have people from similarly horrible backgrounds, and one of them will succeed and use their adversity or their circumstances as a as a uh, as a tool to move them forward and the other person will use their circumstances as a as a uh as a weight that holds them back and become a victim and we've we've had you know several recent experiences of this we've seen the results of the 2008 2009 home mortgage crisis where some people lost their jobs and their houses and they started new businesses because they didn't want to be dependent on their employers anymore and we have other people that are still homeless uh, and I fear that something similar is going to happen with Corona, although I'm a little more hopeful with Corona because of all the numbers of people we hear about who have decided to use this time in lockdown to pursue creative endeavors like art, music, filmmaking, um, you know, activism, etc. So I'm hopeful we'll have less of a negative drag on our world from Corona than we did from the the great recession of 2008, 2009, but you know, those things do get into people's heads. And I would say that if you're one of those people who has never succeeded, the most important thing you can do to make the next effort a success is to add at at least one person to your network, somebody, you know, personally, or that you're connected to through the internet on a personal level who you know will encourage you when you need to be encouraged and will tell you the truth or kick you in the butt when they know that you need to hear that. And those people, you know, they're, they're not as easy to find as it sounds. I've been very blessed to find many of those people. And I think it's partly because I do my best to help and encourage uh, and challenge other people on my own. So I tend to meet people like that, but really a lot of times when you get stuck, when you're in a loop, you're in a loop because the people you're around are not encouraging you. They're not supporting you. They're not feeding you with positivity. So as it's been said many times, we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. So add one new person to your circle. And I've said this many times, and I'm always surprised by how few people have done it. Um, My website, theblindblogger.net has a contact form on it. It doesn't cost anybody anything to reach out to me and, Want to be, want to become my friend, or have me become theirs, uh, to see how we may be able to help and encourage each other in the future. But I, I, re- you know, it just rarely happens that people I don't already know reach out to me that way. Uh, I wish more people would because I get a lot of joy out of encouraging others. Um, it's a great way to pay back those many people over the years who have encouraged me or or who supported me with information, advice and sometimes even cash. Uh, so reach out to somebody uh the blindblogger.net would be a good place for them to start and as i often tell podcast hosts your audience does not have to want to buy from me, hire me uh, or book me in order to talk to me. Um, i'm i am not that famous. I have no des- delusions about my about my My fame, for lack of a better word, if I ever get to the point where where I where I don't uh, want to help more people like this, then it'll be time for Max to quit.
0: I love that message of adding one person to your network because that's something that I've been doing more recently, and I've seen the impact of it, and it really does make a big difference uh, just by adding that one person to your network. And you know what? They have their network there's usually some sort of cross synergy that you can, you know, connect people with and, uh, you know, create a bigger impact just by doing that little thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, look at me and you, you know, I was doing your podcast and, um, uh, that, uh, Friday, I think you're going to do mine. Um, and by the way, folks, we're going to do that live. Uh, just, just in case any of y'all have wondered when's Max going to actually live stream a podcast interview. So, Yeah, I know. Uh, We talked about that, right? (laughs) Yeah. We we did talk about that. I heard heard ultimate silence and I was like, okay, Max, uh, apparently you missed a memo or a meeting or something. Um, But yeah, but you know, uh, here you are, you know, you've got this hustle energy product and something to help people with, with low energy in the afternoons with mental fuzziness with that sort of stuff. And, you know, I have, I haven't done a whole lot to promote it, but, You know, you are by effort, not by money, because I like to be honest with people. But by effort, Hustle Energy is sponsoring the blind blogger and these music and motivation things. Um, You know, that's a very quick opportunity for the synergy, as you mentioned earlier. But sometimes it'll be a year or two down the road and somebody will go, you know, I remember Max and or I remember, you know, I remember a podcast uh, host or I remember somebody I met at a conference and you find an opportunity to help each other uh, with whatever their goals are. So I'm you know, very happy that hustle energy and music and motivation and the blind blogger and what's your, what's your excuse could all come together in one place and we'll see where this, where this takes us. But I am, I am glad that you appreciate the idea of just adding one new supportive, uplifting person to your circle. Yep,
0: yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You've got uh, one comment. Um, All of, right. You know somebody who is uh, being uplifting, and that's Rich Hansen. He says, "Evening, Max. You sounded great."
1: Well, I appreciate that, Rich. Um, Rich is is uh, is another. You know, he's an interesting person. Um, I'm trying to think if if uh, if I've been on this podcast or not. Um, but basically, you know, he uh, I took advantage of his of his outreach on social media. I think to. Um, to receive some coaching and he was looking for people to help him get a number of a certain number of hours so he could achieve his next level of certification as a coach and that would make him more employable and I saw hey he's wanting to, he's offering this coaching and you know yeah I'm at a pretty good pr- place in my life but we can always use you know more feedback from people who have spent a lot of time um, studying, you know, people's behavior and how they accomplish things and, and here, so, you know, so I've, I've had, I've had a great time talking with him and uh, learning some things about him. And in fact, one of the things that he taught me was, is that while I don't have to focus in on doing just one thing, because that would probably kill me, you know, that would probably, pressure would build up and something bad would happen. But, you know, we, we came up with a list of five things that, Um, are the most important, most effective uses of my time going forward, and that I need to always remember to do those five things before everything else, and so that was something I learned from a guy who, you know, we connected on social media. Um, He offered to do this, and I I can't tell you how many times I see people offer to do stuff like this, and nobody responds, but, you know, I enjoy helping somebody else accomplish a goal of theirs. I also enjoy free, so um, you know, it was, a, it was a great situation for both of us. And, you know, uh, Denise Thompson is another woman who I don't know if she's here today or not. But, you know, she helped me a lot with my uh, with pub- public speaking and deciding to put boundaries on when and when I would and would not uh, attend an event to speak at it. And, man, is she really, really saved me a lot of a lot of heartbreak over the last two years just by. You know, just by helping me understand that just because I want to do something doesn't mean it's it's good for me to do it at that moment, which, you know, being a guy who went from thinking he couldn't do anything but help in the carnival business to thinking he couldn't do anything but sell rides to now thinking there are actually things that I don't need to do. You know, there's so many things I can do at this point that I can say no to as many of them as I want to and still just have an amazing a uh, collection of activities and opportunities out there. And that's just been one of those real realizations that's taken me a long time to get here. But, you know, to go from a guy who didn't know how he was going to build his first website to where I'm at now. And a lot of that is credited to people like you and Rich and others who helped me along the way.
0: Well, that's very cool. You've got a great support system and... You know what, it, your kindness and, you know, just being genuine uh, shows through. So I think you've got uh, a great support group because of that. Um, but, you know, I want to say thank you for, you know, sharing your time, your talents, your messages. Uh, I think anybody who has listened to this has gotten a great amount of value out of it. And so I want to... Thank you, Max, for all that uh, you've done to make this happen and sharing your experiences. And, you know, I look forward to seeing where this goes from here.
1: All right, me too. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, thank you. And th- thanks to everybody who did show up and listen. And uh, we, will, we will see you all again shortly.
0: Yep, for sure. Okay. Thank you, everyone. You have a good night. And uh, hope this served you well.